PodMax podcast, where we talk about podcasting. So if you are a podcast host, if you're a podcast guest, if you've never listened to podcasts, but maybe have, I don't know, a dream of starting your own podcast, but you really don't know what it's about, then this is the show for you. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another awesome episode of the PodMax Podcast here on this tremendous Wednesday. Rachel, what is happening with you, man? Well, you know, the show must go on. So I am on vacation this week. I'm in beautiful Cape May, New Jersey, and, you know, I can bring all my stuff with me. So this is a little piece of Cape May for you. Have you ever been to Cape May, New Jersey? What's that? Have you ever been to Cape May, New Jersey? I I have never been to New Jersey other than, you know, watching Jersey Shore, of course. That's my only impression of of Jersey. Yes, not the same. Not the same. (laughs) This is an incredible place. This is like my shameless plug for Cape May, New Jersey, because I haven't been here since I was a kid. So beautiful. I love it. I don't want to leave. So I may do next week's show from here, too. I'll just stay in this room. Just stay forever. We rented a whole house. It's great. I'm just going to stay. Well, knowing you were on vacation, I was jelly because I'm still here in Dallas, Texas, but I did put on my fancy little sailboat shirt just so I could feel like I'm at the beach as well. So it's great to be there with you, Rachel. (laughs) Well, thank you for uh, supporting the theme. Absolutely. Looks good. So So, we have a bunch of cool things going on coming up. Yeah, man. Where do they need to be on August 27th? They need to be right here. They need to be right here at the PodMax event. We are having another massive PodMax event on August 27th. It is going to be a phenomenal day of podcast exchanges. There's going to be podcast hosts. There's going to be podcasters. There's going to be podcast guests. And there's going to be a tremendous lineup of keynote speakers as well. Absolutely. Um, You may know Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief for Investopedia. That's a big name star right there. So you're going to have a front row seat, be able to ask him some questions. Um, He's only one of our keynote speakers. So we encourage everybody, if you haven't signed up, you can go to right down below. You'll see the uh, lovely ticker right there, podmax.co. Check it out. And we would love to see you there, August 27th. Can't wait, man. Caleb is a tremendous speaker and man, he's got a wealth of knowledge and just a wealth of experience overall when it comes to investing and managing your personal finances. So this is an awesome opportunity to come be a part of this event and actually walk away with some applicable skill sets after the fact. So we hope to see you there. For sure. All right. Should we dive in? Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's talk about build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. Build it and they- I always do that, Larry. I always do it. Okay, redo, redo, redo. This is a live show, people. No, first I want to talk about have you ever. Have you, do it again, come on. Have you ever, boom. Have you ever. I love our producer, man. Rob, good job, buddy. Way to be on the fly. Way to be able to jump up and throw in those transitions right there on the fly. I love it, man. Thank you so much. So Rachel, talk to us, man. Have you ever. Have you ever messed it up constantly and just gone with the flow? No. Um, Have you ever 
shot on location. You know, in this post-COVID world, saying post-COVID, that's my, I'm thinking positive here. Um, we are at home. We're in all different places. The show can be on the road. And, you know, in true fashion, I'm not in my normal studio, but I don't need to be. So I would love to know if people have taken advantage of this, this season of life and um, brought their show on the road with them. Have no, you I, ever done that, Larry? I have done it. I've done it quite a bit, actually. One of my first podcasts I would do on location from a comedy Ooh. club. So we would record every episode there towards the end of that show uh live from the from the comedy club where we were holding the show so that's part of the fun man being able to jump on a mic jump on a camera no matter where you are at and create engaging and helpful and informational content it's an excellent opportunity to show not just you know you from the studio but to show maybe that other side of your personality as well and let your audience really get to know you yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I think sometimes people think they need to have this professional studio with all the bells and whistles and the amazing microphone. I mean, granted, I had planned on using this little fun microphone. This is a Shure mic that fits into my phone, but there was a little bit of a delay. And so I'm just using the mic off of my webcam. But you don't need to have that, you know, those, those thousand dollar microphone and you can just you can use what you have and you have some fun tools and, and toys to show everybody. What do you got there, buddy? Yeah, man, I've, I've got a variety of things. And honestly, it can start right here. It can start right here. We all have one of these It's yeah. a cell phone. And I got to tell you, man, the cameras in the modern phones are on par with some of the video cameras that are out there. I mean, I've actually <laughs> got video cameras in my studio right now that I don't use because my phone records higher quality video. Now, Isn't as podcasters, crazy? it's nuts. It's nuts. And we all have this. So we there, there's no reason to go, oh, I can't record today because I'm out and about or I'm over here or I'm over there. You have the power to do it right here in your hand. Now, you know, one of the things that people hesitate with, especially when creating podcasts, is audio quality. You, you got to have that good, that rich, that thick audio quality. But guess what? That's not necessarily the case when you're out and you're about and you're on location. Take Rachel today. She's providing a tremendous amount of value, tons of great content, and the audio quality is it's travel quality. So it's something yeah. that we work with, we adjust to, we anticipate, we expect. And you know, one of the things that I've often mentioned is that when, even if you're starting a podcast, you can have a podcast that even sounds better, sounds more engaging when it's on location. So I used an example. I'm on Esar, uh, Esar's podcast this week, as a matter of fact. Esar is one of the Podmax oh, nice. family. And I talked about if you're going to start a podcast, you could start a, for instance, any business. But I chose landscaping. And now how can I make a landscaping podcast interesting? Well, one of the ways I could do it is maybe I could do it on location. Maybe I could record my episodes from somebody's garden. Or maybe I could do it on location from an installation that we're doing, maybe a big backyard creation. And in the background, maybe you have some, some heavy machinery and maybe you can hear some birds chirping and maybe just getting people involved and bringing them into the experience that is the podcast. And you can do that exact same thing, regardless of where you're at, if you're on location. Yeah. And you know what? It's just, it's so interesting. The 
I don't know, I, I'm a techie person. I love toys and I love all just the, the gadgets. Um, so you can you can actually go pretty expensive with your toys and gadgets or you can get something just very simple. But I think the, the true uh, thing that we wanna drive home is that the show must go on. It is consistency. You wanna provide that consistency for your audience, not, oh, I'm on vacation this week, sorry, it's not gonna happen because then those people drop off. So if you have that consistency, you're going to you're going to provide something for your audience which is very very important. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And you know, if you are on location and you still want to have that high quality sound and that high quality video, there are some things that you can use to help get you there. I mean, I, I showed the phone there, obviously that's an option for video. Uh, there's also a ton of digital audio recorders that are out there on the market. This is the the H4M where you're laughing at my pinky. I always hold my pinky up. <laughs> I saw you smile like, here's the H4N. This is a very terrific device right here with dual XLR ports and no, but seriously. It's you can like, take no, it's like you're on the price is right, right? <laughs> um, so, $1. Yeah, well, you win. So, <laughs> but no, this is a tremendous opportunity right here to get that high quality sound that you're looking for on the go. You know, some other options that you can use as well. I have this little setup for a uh, for when I record and I'll actually be doing one in the morning. I'll be recording a video in the park. There's a park here locally that I love to go to and okay. I have to go to the dentist in the morning and I drive by right by the park. So after I finish at the dentist, I'm going to stop by and make me a little video. And I've got me this nice little portable tripod. I have this nice little road shotgun mic right here that I can plug directly into my phone. And when I have this here, I have the camera, I have the microphone. Now I have high quality video and I have high quality sound that goes with it as well. So something like this run you a couple hundred bucks, but if you're investing in the content that you're creating and you're investing in your business, it's a small investment to have a great portable setup that will allow you to continue the level of content that you're used to creating. I absolutely love that. And I wish I had that. Can you just like, Pass it through the screen. When that's great, can... I could really use that right now. No, it's not going. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> not, it's not working. We're not there yet. Maybe we'll be there one day. Um, but actually, this goes into our next segment because if you don't have the right equipment, sometimes that can make your confidence kind of, I don't know, go down in the dumps. So let's talk about build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. So this segment is all about building confidence. Larry, help me here. We need to build confidence with each other, with ourselves. I mean, this is huge. Yeah, it, it's, it can be a huge undertaking to have the confidence to even create this content that we're talking about right out of the gate. Getting on a camera, getting on a microphone, getting in front of people, especially people we don't know, people that we're not necessarily comfortable around can be extremely intimidating and building that confidence can be an extreme challenge. Yes, and you know what? Some people are just naturally confident. You know, that's their superpower. They can walk into a networking event and just own the room. Other people hang back a little bit, scope it out, and then maybe feel comfortable. But but I really do think that confidence um, can be a learned behavior, if you will. There's sure. little tips and tricks that you can you can do to improve your confidence because normally it's just all in our heads, you know? The vast majority of it is our, in our heads because we we hear that, I mean, there's that old saying that, you know, the, the number one fear is public speaking. 
And as content creators and, and, and podcasters, that's what we do. That's what we do. And you know, it's, it's interesting just to give you a little insight into Olair. I don't have any problem getting on camera. I don't have any problem getting on the microphone, but I have a huge problem when it comes to still photography. Isn't that weird? Well, I get that. I mean, it, it always just feels awkward because you're like posing in a weird way and it's like holding these weird smiles and you see the picture back, you're like, that doesn't even look like me. So the, the photographer is the one to really like bring out that that personality. But yeah, I love that, that, that's, you know? pretty, that's pretty funny. Cause you just seem up there. <laughs> you gotta stick your chin, stick your chin out further. No, I don't want to stick my chin out further. It feels awkward. So anyways, that's, <laughs> that's a huge problem. But how is it that we can build our confidence? What are some of the things we can do on a day-to-day -day basis to build our confidence so that we, when we do jump on a mic, when we do jump in front of a camera, we have that, that presence about us, that authority about us that will have others be engaged in the content that we create. Well, number one, I think it's really important for people to sign up for as many podcasting newsletters as possible, because I think what you surround yourself with and, you know, how great would it be to wake up to your inbox every morning and see a, a bunch of inspiring, um, great ideas from other podcasters rather than just junk mail. So, so uh, getting on as many newsletters as you possibly can, um, that is a great a great idea. I don't, do you subscribe to anybody that, um, that you, I don't know, like to have that daily dose of inspiration or confidence? Yeah. I have a couple of them that I subscribe to. I, I do pod news. That's one, um, uh, podcast movement has their newsletter that goes out every day as well. And I subscribe to that one. Uh, David Hooper's my podcasting coach and he has his big podcast newsletter that goes out as well. I subscribe to that one and you know, they're excellent resources for one, not only keeping you engaged in the community, but keeping you engaged in the latest news, tips and tricks of the industry. And if you know that you have these skill sets and you know that you're on top of the industry, you can relax in knowing that you also have that confidence. Now you can sit back because there's no question. You don't go, uh, should I be on this microphone or should I be on this microphone? Should I be doing this? I? You know, so educating yourself every step of the way is an excellent way to build that confidence and then display that confidence in each and every episode that you record. Absolutely. And to be able to speak intelligently about it. So if you're new to podcasting, you don't have to say, oh, well, I know all this. You can simply say, if you're in a networking event or you're just talking with friends and family, um, you know, I, I read this article that was really interesting because then it's, you're sharing something, a piece of knowledge. It's not you being the, the thought leader right now because maybe you don't feel confident enough to do that on your own, but to share that knowledge and speak confidently and to speak on something that you read and share the information, that in itself will build your confidence. Most you're definitely. You're talking about. Most definitely. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Rach. I apologize for that. No, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, something else that they can do, um, this might sound funny, Lair, but you can listen to podcasts. That might, that might be a good place to start, huh? You know, this might come as a surprise, but I can't tell you how many podcasters I talk to that says, <laughs> you know, I don't really listen to podcasts. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't listen to podcasts, but you want to record a podcast. So how can I create something that I don't even partake in or understand or have really much of a knowledge in makes it kind of tough. No, 
you need to know the medium, whatever it is, right? You need to understand it and see competition or what other people are doing. I mean, even just to get inspired to see what other people are are talking about. Maybe maybe you have an idea uh, that somebody else is already doing, but but that's okay. You can add your own spin to something or take an idea and, and make it your own. And I mean, listening is, is important. And I, and I know as content creators, there's not a lot of time. There's just not, you know, so, so pick and choose, but start with at least one show that you listen to, right? Yeah. Find somebody that's in your niche, that's doing it well, and then take notes as to what they're doing and why they're doing it well. Try to uncover what is pushing them to that level of success that they're experiencing. Now, this kind of goes back to the building our own brand. And you had already mentioned it. You can put your own spin on it, which is exactly what you want to, you, you want to do. You don't want to get caught up into listening to other podcasts and building a false sense of security by trying to emulate the host or emulate that show or do exactly what they're doing because odds are that's not going to work for you. So you got to throw that personal spin in there as well, but Yes. Get an idea. Go out, watch podcasts if you want to, because that, that's what I do. I'm, I'm not a big fan of listening. I'm, audio only is not necessarily my jam, unless it's music. Then I love to jam, but I love to watch podcasts. I like to have the video on in the background when I'm working at my desk. And then if the conversation or whatever it may be gets engaging, maybe there's a high moment there in the, in the, in the presentation, I jump over to see exactly how the guests and how the hosts are reacting and how they're interacting together. That's what I enjoy doing, but I'm still consuming the content that I'm in turn trying to turn around and create myself. So. I love it. It's so interesting. You know, one podcast that I really love is Mike Rowe. Do you remember Mike Rowe from dirty jobs? Oh yeah. Yeah. His show is called the way I heard it. And they're just short little stories about, um, people's lives. And he doesn't tell you who the story is about until the very end. I love story driven podcasts. I love audiobooks, And so I am just, I'm that auditory learner, which is just interesting. I, I love that podcasting offers, uh, you know, what, however you learn the best it, it is across the board, so many different mediums, um, which is really different. It's a, it's a different thing for this industry. We've talked about this before. It's not just on your phone. It's not just audio. I mean, make sure that, uh, that you're, you're touching all of those mediums. I think that's important and a, a better way to get your message out there. Well, and, and you hit the nail on the head there as well, talking about you, you enjoy hearing stories. You enjoy the process of a story being told. And that's something that we can improve on each and every day as well. And as we get to be, we, we find ourselves better storytellers, then we're going to find ourselves more confident in the stories that we're trying to tell. One of the books that I love in this regard is called Story Worthy by Matthew <sighs> Dix. This is a phenomenal resource on how to tell stories, how to get your point across, how to draw the audience in, how to keep them sitting on the edge of their seat so that they know exactly where this conversation, they don't know exactly where the conversation is going, but boy, they want to be there for the ride. So I highly recommend Story Worthy by Matthew Dix. Check that out. This will help boost your confidence as well. And there's a ton of other resources out there that you can read about storytelling and ways to engage your audience through the power of your voice. Did you just have that laying right there? Just happen to be right there? Cause we didn't talk about this ahead of time. And I love that that's just 
Well, I, you know, it's interesting because I was planning on working it in, right? But then you turned right around and you just, you just served it up. It was like a softball, just tink, I had to hit it out of the park. So it worked out perfectly. I think that's why you and I do so well on this show, man. It's great. This is what we do. This is what we do. Okay. (laughs) One last thing that people can do is attend events. I know this is a sweet spot for you, Larry. Attending events. Podcasting events. Talk to me. Talk to me. There's a ton of industry events out there, and sometimes it can be very, very difficult to stay on top of where they are and when they are and how many they are. But in our next segment, we're going to talk about some of these events and keep you in the loop so that you can go in person if you're comfortable enough, right? If, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you got the vaccine and you're good to go. But if you're comfortable enough, you can go to these events, engage with other content creators, other podcasters, and get insider tips and tricks in the industry. So let's do it, man. Pro in the know. Bro in the know. Bro in the know. I feel like I gotta do my my wrestling face every time. Gotta get that flex on. Gotta get that flex on. Most definitely. (laughs) No, but seriously, man, pro in the know. How do we know about these events? There are so many of them, and they tend to be spread out all over the country. And I love the events because I tend to go to the events. I love to be in person. I love to mingle with other content creators. I love to learn from other content creators. And some of the events, whether they're virtual or whether they're in person, are tremendous resources for our own creativity, our own experience, our own confidence. Putting yourself out there, I think, is... A really scary thing sometimes, but wow, the return on your investment can be huge. Just putting yourself out there, doing something that scares you because then you get over that hump and you realize, okay, I can do this. Okay, I can maybe do a bigger event next time or hey, maybe I'll even exhibit. Hey, maybe I'll I'll try to host. And I know, Larry, I feel like this is the space that you just shine in. I mean, I know you... Um, there's there's an event coming up that you are exhibiting, hosting, which is it both? A little. Well, I'm not hosting, but I do speak bit. at some of the events. So we've mm-hmm. got some events coming up. Uh, I actually have one tomorrow night that I'm actually exhibiting at. I will be sponsoring an event here locally in the Dallas area called Networking with a Twist, which is an opportunity cool. to get out and mingle with other entrepreneurs and other C-suite executives uh, that are out there trying to expand, trying to grow their brand, trying to meet other people doing the same thing that you and I are talking about, extending their reach, growing their network, and in doing so, growing their brand and their business. So be doing that tomorrow night. Now the big ones, there's a couple of big ones that are just next week. And next week, starting August 3rd, we have one of the industry leaders out there that's holding their conference in Nashville, Tennessee podcast movement. So that starts next week. I know I'll be out there. I know Josh Carey of PodMax here will be out there with me as well. We'll be checking it out and seeing what we can learn, seeing who we can meet, seeing who we can mingle with and, and really just having a good time as well. Go! I've I have FOMO now. I love Nashville. Nashville's such a great town. I want to go too. Well, as as a musician, I'm sure you do love Nashville, right? I mean, I was just I out there last. Was it last week? Week before last? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So now I'm going back, and you know, another event that's right there that same week, but it starts next Friday, I believe. It what is it? The seventh? The sixth? It starts on mm-hmm. the sixth, and it mm-hmm. goes through that Sunday, the eighth. Is Nashville Rockin' Pod? And Ooh. I will be taking the stage at Nashville Rock and Pod. So it's another opportunity. Oh, if you're cool. if you're a podcaster and you're in the music space, this is a tremendous opportunity for you to get involved there. 
uh, go out there and meet other music makers and other podcasters that are looking yes. to do the exact same thing you're doing. So that's a great event if you're a podcaster there. And I love that all of these events now, they do have a virtual component of it also. So if you're not comfortable getting out there and mingling, that doesn't mean you have to miss the party. No FOMO here. You can just sign on and and still um, be able to engage. And so they're kind of meeting everybody where they are, which is pretty cool. I have a question for you, though. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times, any anytime you go to a networking event or certainly um, a, an event like the, the few that are coming up, um, do you bring business cards? Do you are you a business card giver? Or are you a business card taker? What's your what's your flow, Larry? How you do know, you roll I, when I, you meet somebody new? I'm torn, man. And yes, I do have business cards. Yes, I take business cards. But I, I got to be honest, and this is another little insight into Lair. I probably not probably. I just don't. I don't work. <laughs> I don't work the business card exchanges as well as I probably should. You know, it's it's a there, there's a school of thought where where business cards are outdated. You don't need business cards anymore. We can just exchange information on our phones. I've seen some people that have the you know the little pops on the back of their phone that has a QR code on the back. Maybe you can just scan their pop on the back of their phone and get all their information that way. There are a ton of new ways to exchange contact information, and I just don't know if if, if business cards are still the primary way to do it. Yeah, thank you. I hate them. <laughs> I do. I do. Actually, I love designing them. I always feel fancy, like here's my business card. But you know what? They're expensive, and nobody really uses them. And um, I feel like when I give a business card, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'd rather take somebody's business card that I'm I'm interested in furthering a conversation with or do exactly what you just said. I mean, just have your QR code. Then they you get all of their information. Maybe even um, Amber, who's coming on next, she does this really well. She has a QR code. She has one business card laminated QR code. If somebody fills out all of the information, then she sends them a free gift. Oh, that's cool. And I can't tell you what the free gift is. You'll have to fill out all the information and then find out. But it's a really smart way, an engaging way to collect somebody's information and, um, you know, with their permission, of course. And and then you're not just giving away paper that no one's going to look at and throw away in the hotel room when, as soon as they get back. So or forget who you were. Exactly. You look at the card and go, oh, um, I can't put a face to this. But, you know, it's, it's it, it goes back to confidence, right? Whenever I hand out a business card, I always think back, and you may or may not have seen this fine film, and it's not exactly family entertainment, but American Psycho yeah. with Christian Bale, when oh, all they're doing is they're sitting there and they're handing out business cards, and then they're just really analyzing the quality of the card. Ooh, that's a great thickness, or ooh, that texture, or, or there's just so much to it. And I have that same that same paranoia that when I hand somebody my card, they're gonna go, oh, look at this cheap thing. <laughs> Or when mm -hmm. they hand me a card and it is thick and maybe it's even plastic. I've ha I've seen some plastic business cards lately. Wow. What? How much did that cost you to hand out for free? You know what I mean? So that, that paranoia and that confidence or lack thereof when exchanging business cards tends to kind of creep in on old Larry from time to time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. But it is a great way to network. I mean, you know, sometimes in a networking event, because at all of these events, there's an opportunity to network. And that I feel like is where people really, really get a bang for their buck to make sure that you are interacting and creating a relationship with the other people that are in your space. Because 
hey, at the end of the day, it's the storytelling, it's the relationships that further whatever our goals are, right? Sure. I mean, I'm sure you've met some tremendous people at some of these events. I got to tell you, that's how Josh and I became best good pals. Josh Carey and I. Well, yeah. Best good pals, I love it. <laughs> I had him on my podcast way back in the day. And I'm not sure how that happened, but uh, I, we just somehow we met and then we ran into each other at podcast movement two years ago and both being newbies that year, we were kind of, we were kind of insecure and in being there by ourselves. And so we kind of ended up migrating kind of together and we were kind of hanging out. We kind of became friends and here we are today, kind of hanging out and still being best good pals. So it's a perfect opportunity to establish new relationships and continue to grow and evolve in this game. And before we start wrapping up, I want to hit a couple of more events that are coming up. Podcast Con is going to hit. Me. Go ahead. What's that? Who? Where? Huh? huh? I just said, tell me. I want to know more. <laughs> Podcast Con know. is coming up August 20th through 22nd in Chicago. So for all you Chicagoans out there, you can check that out. Uh, after that, we've got the Indie Pod Con. It's, it's going to be in Philadelphia. Uh, that's going to be happening September 11th. You'll see me there as well. Uh, this I one's a huge one, man. Well, well, then we need to get together. Go. Definitely. September. I'll tell you fun. all about it. There are going to be some amazing speakers at this event, and it's a great opportunity for you to get out there and get involved. So if you're in Philly, you need to go to Indie PodCon. I'm pretty sure he's restricting it to only 100 people in attendance. It's going to be a small event, but it's also very COVID conscious. So it's going to be really restricted on how many people actually get to go. So if you're in the area and you want to go, you want to participate in this, I mean, there are going to be some podcast demigods at this event. It's going to be some of the classic. Dave Jackson's going to be there. Chris Kremitzos is going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm name dropping left and right, but it's a great opportunity if you're in the area to get out there and partake in Indie PodCon. So another big one at the end of September is FinCon. FinCon's in Austin, Texas. It's for financial content creators. If you're in the financial space and you have a podcast or you have a YouTube channel or whatever it may be, if you create content and you're in the financing space, FinCon is where you need to be. She Podcast Live, another awesome event for female podcasters. This is dedicated directly to the female content creator. It is an amazing event. It's going to be October 14th through the 17th in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's a great one. Uh, another one, culturally diverse event, Afros and Audio Podcast Festival, November 13th and 14th. Uh, the event is going to be virtual, but it's going to be an amazing day of content creation there as well. So and then we'll, we'll oh we spin off into 2022. We have Podcast Movement Evolutions in March. Uh, we have the podcast show in England. We're going to go international. That's probably not an English accent. Please do not cancel Are me. you doing that? Are you doing that? <laughs> You do it a Thank lot you. better than I do. Thank you. I have like 15 people living in my head. So are you going across the pond for that? I will not be going across the pond for that, no. but uh, it's going to be an amazing event. And I just love the fact oh, that we're seeing podcasting grow to such a level that there yeah. are international events all over the globe and there's opportunities for everybody, regardless of where you're at, to jump on board, be a part of the podcast content creation and be a podcaster. So that's where we're at with that. This is some good info. We should put all of this in the description so you guys can uh, click around, see what's close to you. See, uh, I, I, I have FOMO for sure. Like I want to be at all of these. They sound so fun. Billy, I'm there. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. So Can't next wait. up, next up. We have who? We have Todd and Amber. They're going to be joining Todd us. And Todd and Amber. Amber, jump on board. Jump, on in. jump in here. 
Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Amber, you have laminated business cards? <laughs> Is that what I heard before? Is that that was Rachel? Did you card. One. What laminated business card, right, Amber? Oh, yes. Okay. I had to take a minute. It's not I know, laminated. She's like, no, You're making me sound like like a crazy cat lady that has a laminator <laughs> in my office. And I like sit there and laminate all my stuff because I don't want it to get dirty. Like it is not that. It is a professionally created card. Like let's be it's, real. Okay. <laughs> it's, I didn't say that you laminated it. <laughs> I'm picturing no. that she's like laminating her business cards. No, guys, this is the best invention ever, though. So I'm glad you guys brought it up. Um, it's a company called Mobilo that I got it from, but there's a few others out there. It is one card and you hold it up to a QR scanner and it adds your name, phone number, address, your Facebook Instagram, all of that stuff, whatever you want, automatically into their contacts. They just have to right. hit save. It's fantastic. Oh, so it's your information, right? Yes, it's my information. Got but it. there okay. is like the company that I did it through, there's a membership that you can get that's really cheap, inexpensive. Cheap's the wrong word. Um, yeah. Really inexpensive because it is valuable where they have to put their information in to get yours. So that adds into your CRM. That's so it's and really don't cool. you give them like a free gift? I do. I do. I send them like a thank you for connecting email and all that good stuff. So yeah. Super See, cool. I remember. Yeah. She does. She does. And I thanks want, for I um, throwing that it. out there. Right you know, here. I popped in here a little late, so I didn't know the context of this. And all I heard Todd <laughs> say was laminated business cards. And I'm like, whoa, like 80s flashback, right? Yeah. All I can see is my Blockbuster card that was yes! they were laminated and yes. the ends would always peel up. The corners uh -huh. were always, they were yellow and they were rolled up. Yeah, that's real professional oh. there, Amber. Good job. I know, right? Yeah. Or like <laughs> Idaho's um, driver's licenses used to be like that. Like, And I say used to, like four years ago, they were still like wow. that. Um, but they were so like this is when they got smart like maybe we shouldn't just create ids that people can laminate and and go somewhere yeah, else so that they can so put at home on their inkjet and uh, yeah laminator so thanks for allowing me to clarify that i actually knew someone one time you talked about like the plastic uh business cards yeah i, I knew someone who had metal business cards wow they were they were that's I hardcore think, nine nine dollars each per business card like who, well, I mean, it's like do I hand out mace with my information, or it's like it could be like a weapon, like yeah, it's right, it's like a ninja star. Yeah. Like yeah. I would yeah. never be able to take my business cards into the jail. They'd be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> you can't give these to your clients." Yeah, and then how are you going to get referrals that way? Because you're right? always referring other people, which happens to be the topic of our show today. I Bam, know. Segway King right there. Look nice. at that. I'm so glad you're here or else at the end of the next show, we'd still be talking about 80s lamination tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. I did see a great meme this morning, actually, about the Blockbuster card. It said, I was at the liquor store and they carded me and my Blockbuster card fell out of my wallet. And they said, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah you are old enough yes yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome i'm sad that i didn't save my blockbuster card yeah why did i not save that that's yeah, like probably, a relic now the only reason that even on came to, the only reason that even came to mind right now is because i was in the garage about two days ago digging through some stuff and i found an old wallet of mine in the old wallet was mine and my wife's 
blockbuster cards. What? True story. I will go out there right now. I'm going to take a picture of it yes, and I'm going to post, post that, that picture. Tag it, tag I'm going that, yeah. to just to show you that I'm telling the truth 100%. I know exactly where I, you're, the, yeah. the picture's coming. It's coming. I promise. While, while we're <laughs> off the rails and talking <laughs> Are about Are we ever on the cards, rails? I mean, yeah, right? let's be real, Todd. Good, good point. Uh, I got a new wallet for my birthday last week. I was very excited. And if you start looking up wallets, this is a lesson in marketing and per, and uh, per positioning, right? Yeah. This whole like slim wallet movement is going on. Yep. Slim wallets. And I'm like, damn, this seems pretty cool. It somehow shrinks all the stuff you got. So you don't got your George Costanza going on. And I get the, I get the wallet in the mail and it has a, like, you know, like a business card size, little instruction thing. Step one, clear out your old wallet and throw out anything you don't use. Step two, <laughs> only put in exactly things you use on a regular basis. It's like, yo, that's not a slim wallet. That's just telling people clean out their wallets. Like, I don't get it, you know? So, but when you, you see someone- for it. When you see someone who's got the George Costanza overflowing, they still got their Blockbuster card. They got their expired Blockbuster card and the, and the quote, most recent one in there because just in case you need the backup, you know- <laughs> And you see them, what's going to come to mind, slim wallet movement. You got to check out, I, I, I don't even know the brand that I have, but I do like it. But, oh, you got to check out, I'll send you the link to this because you came to mind, this product came to mind. There was a trigger that you have this problem. So today's episode, what we're talking about is how to get good referrals and why referrals work and why they don't work. Because there's a couple situations where referrals really, really fall off the rails worse than this end of this episode just did and so <laughs> we want to make sure that everybody listening understands how to best get or give referrals and to make sure that they're set up for success not just in like getting the business initially but in in turning it into a successful long-term relationship awesome. yeah nobody wants to be that person where like you send a referral and the person on the other end says man what crazy person is Amber introducing <laughs> me to now? So um, we're really excited to dig into how to avoid that. Yeah. Awesome Very stuff. Very important. So should we check out the preview of On Air Brands? Let's see what people have to say about On Air Brands. I think everybody kind of knows or has a feeling that podcasting is like a thing, you know, um, it's just a matter of how it gets incorporated into their business and their story. Where else can you get on an event like in person or online and have like this collection of people, any person that this group and this community attracts just like brings it. There is no community like the PodMax community, oh. guys. I love PodMax. I love everything about this environment, this family, and every one of these events. It's just tremendous. This is our fifth time here, and every time it just gets better and better. I mean, the relationships, the format of the event, and the opportunities to put us in front of people like David, for example. So we're always open to having deeper and more meaningful conversations one-on-one -on -one with each and every one of you to say, all right, how do we help each other? We're all in the same game here. It's life, right? Let's just do it as best as we can and have a blast doing it. I am just like living off the energy from my two interviews this morning, getting pumped for my third interview. There was just a lot of personality that was brought. There was a lot of deep conversations that I wasn't anticipating. It just created magic. 
Are you an entrepreneur? Apply now to be a podcast guest at podmax.co.